Everyone who has ever thought about investing has heard that we always should diversify. We shouldn't put all our eggs in one basket. But our current system right now is just one basket. Wherever we put it, it will be in this basket. So that's why for the first time in history, maybe we have a second basket right now. Change careers, break into new industries, transition into new roles. Reinvent yourself and make the dent you want. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. And now, here's your host and fellow Second Breaker, Lou Blazer. Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is episode 35 of the Second Breaks Podcast, and it is Tuesday, January 24th, 2018, as I record this episode. I'm a little late this week because I'm getting over a horrid bout of the flu, you may still be hearing a little bit of it actually in my voice here, but you know, what's a winter season without a bit of the bug, right? I'm just so glad that before, you know, it got very bad that I managed to get this interview with my guest, Anya Schutz, before I went down because I really wanted to bring this very timely topic to you. But before I introduce her and our topic of conversation, let me just set this up and give this a bit of context. So over the holidays, I was reflecting on how much I really enjoyed producing this podcast now and how much I really wanted to improve, not only as a podcaster, uh, but also I wanted to make sure that the show continues to be relevant and to be even more useful to you. I'd really like this podcast to be a resource, you know, not only as a source of inspiration and motivation, but also a resource for, you know, career move strategies and information that's impacting our work environment. So for 2018, I, uh, I plan to mix up the guest list and topics a bit. I will continue to bring you what I call models of possibilities, men and women who have navigated different career pivots so we can learn and get inspired from their stories and experiences. So that will continue. But I also plan to bring in more expert views as well, folks who can share specific insights on a particular topic or industry development that is impacting or has the potential to have a significant impact in our careers or the future of our work. I think that there's so much going on at the moment. I truly believe we live in a very special time here when unprecedented changes across all industries are being introduced with such speed. And all these developments, things like, you know, uh, AI, blockchain, machine learning, etc., these all have huge potentials to turn our working world upside down or, you know, downside up. And, and to bring about opportunities that we can take advantage of if we can have a better understanding, if we can have a better handle of what they mean and how they can impact us and how we can better position ourselves. So expect to see or hear more of those kinds of topic discussions here on the podcast going forward, in addition to the career journey stories that will, of course, continue. So on that note, our topic for this week's episode is cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. And my guest is Anya Schutz, founder of the Conscious Crypto Community. 
I thought this topic is actually quite timely as cryptocurrencies has been in the news a lot lately. And just, you know, for a time reference, I actually chatted with Anya last week on the day when the news headlines were uh, screaming of the uh, of this crash of the cryptocurrency values and raising questions about you know the viability of cryptocurrencies its future if it's the end of it all um i think you know i think we're at the stage i don't know do you remember in the late 90s when everybody added .com to their business names and um, hiking up valuations, which, of course, inevitably led to the market correction, you know, the bust. And then, of course, the saner, more stable approach, right? From which companies like Amazon and Facebook rose. So I think that, you know, we're we're in that sort of stage right now with cryptocurrencies. Um, and I think that eventually this will stabilize when the hype evens out. Uh, but I am far from being an expert. So I asked Anya to join me to talk basic 101 stuff. What's blockchain? What's cryptocurrency? What's Bitcoin and Litecoin and Ethereum and all these terms that we keep hearing about? Where do we buy? How do we use? What should we be thinking about or considering? All that kinds of good stuff. So I hope that you uh, enjoyed this episode and find it uh, interesting and useful. If you have any comments or thoughts about this topic or other similar timely topics that you'd like me to cover going forward, please tweet me at secondbreaks or send me a note, lou at secondbreaks.com. So here's my chat with Anya and I'll catch up with you at the back end. Hello, Anya. Uh, welcome to Second Breaks. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation. I am so excited really to be talking with you today because this topic, not only is it very timely, it's been on the news. It's been on the news for a while, but really even more so the last few months, right? So just to kind of set this up, uh, if you don't mind maybe talking a little bit about yourself, your background and how you got into cryptocurrencies to begin with. Um, I've been self-employed since 2008, since the last financial crisis. Three years ago, I moved to Berlin, back to my home country, and which turned my whole life and business upside down. So I was living in a new city. I didn't have any clients. I didn't want to get a job. <laughs> so I, um, I thought, how else can you make money uh, if you don't want to get a job <laughs> and you don't have any clients yet? <laughs> so I studied uh, money. Um, I enrolled in a trading and investment course, a traditional one about gold and silver and mm -hmm. Apple and Facebook shares and stuff like that. Uh, I've always been interested in money. I've always been pretty good with money. So I could also actually afford to live for a certain period of time without any income, without getting stressed. Um, and I actually also had coached people about on the topic of money in the past as a coach, uh, but that was more like about mindset stuff. Mm. And I always wanted to find a way to help people practically and really in a tangible way to make more money or to grow their savings. And while well, growing their savings, I think we all have realized we don't really get a lot of interest in the bank anymore. I also got very concerned about my pension one day. I 
I don't believe that there will be any money left in the pots, in the pension pots by the time I retire. Um, so I really, I was very motivated and inspired to find a solution for myself. So that's why I enrolled in this course. And that was in 2015, I believe. And in this course, somebody asked about Bitcoin one day. Um, and the trading trainer, he was really passionately warning that person about Bitcoin. <laughs> I said, don't do it and don't get into this. And it's way too volatile and it's too dangerous. There's no history yet. It's too new and blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm a little bit of a rebel. So if somebody's so passionate <laughs> against it, uh, I'm going to check it out. <laughs> and I actually had heard about Bitcoin two years before that already, but I had no context. I didn't know what it was. There was this weird word, Bitcoin, like bits and bytes. And But now it was two years later. And in this trading course, I had learned so much about how our money system actually works. Almost none of us knows this. We just, we, we grow up in this world. We are born into this world and we accept it the way it is. We never question where does our money come from? Is it actually worth something? Is, is it worth the numbers that are printed on the paper notes? Or <laughs> So, and I learned a lot of really upsetting things in this course uh, about how our money system works. So I came, when I found Bitcoin the second time, I came from a completely different perspective or I looked at it from a completely different perspective because now I knew our current money system and I realized this is not just some coin this is not just a way to get rich quickly or slow, even slowly <laughs> um, this is the dawn of a new paradigm in our money system or even in our society um, so, and once I noticed that or understood this, I couldn't sleep for three weeks. I just studied this <laughs> Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. I mean, we always talk just about Bitcoin, but there are over a thousand other coins. Yeah. Uh, and depending on the purpose, they are even better than Bitcoin. So, yeah. So I got into this. I start. I made my first little investments. I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> And uh, made profit very quickly and uh, because I was so excited, um, other people noticed because I was always looking at my phone, refreshing my balance. <laughs> and then somebody asked me, what, what's happening on your phone? <laughs> invested in cryptocurrencies and so exciting. So, And this first person who asked me, uh, she became my first student. That was my first um, experience with, yeah. And also the fact that somebody willingly listened, um, also a woman actually over 50, so not some young people who are maybe more into technology or something, um, made me realize I'm really good at explaining this. This is something maybe that I could, maybe this is the thing that I've always been looking for to help people tangibly uh, grow their money, take care of their money. Yeah, And especially, especially women over 35, 40, who are a little bit closer to retirement <laughs> than the younger generation. Um, actually, I have lots of women over 50 in my group. Um, we are getting concerned about our financial future. And there's also, maybe you also notice this as an entrepreneur, there is this fatigue at the moment from this constant hustle as a as an entrepreneur. And that is 
a symptom of the society and the money system that we live in. Yeah, because we constantly have to raise our prices because there's an we have annual inflation. Yeah, we just accept that and we think, well, money inflates. No, <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Um, cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Dash or these these like the top ten, let's say, or the original cryptocurrencies, they are deflationary. They will just they will never lose value. I mean, right now they're very volatile. Yeah, but let's say. They are stable. Um, uh, they have a limited supply. They can't just be reprinted by central banks uh, every month. Every month, thirty trillion dollars are being printed. Or something. It's like crazy numbers. Yeah? With Bitcoin, you can't do that. It's a limited supply, and once every Bitcoin has been generated, it will stop. And uh, so the more people want a piece of the pie, the more the price will go up. So that's built into the system, you know. That's actually a good segue, uh, Anya, because we've mentioned, you've mentioned a few terms that has entered our lexicon, right? And so maybe, if you don't mind, maybe let's do a, a quick level setting of uh, terms, if mm -hmm. you must, because I think we hear this blockchain, cryptocurrency, yeah. Bitcoin, Ethereum, all these, you know, things that are being set out there. And yeah. would you mind maybe saying, are these all the same? Are they similar? How, you know, kind of a quick rundown of these terms? Yeah. Okay, let me try. Um, so blockchain, uh, there are two words that are most important to understand, I believe. One is blockchain and the other one is decentralization. So blockchain is the technology on which all these cryptocurrencies run. Um, so blockchain was invented uh, or developed in 2008. And Bitcoin, so blockchain can be used for anything in any industry. Blockchain is this uh, revolutionary technology that will change our world in every industry. And Bitcoin was just the first app. Let's call it. <laughs> so Bitcoin was the first use case where they showed us, look, this is how we can do money on the blockchain. Yeah. So blockchain being the the, the technology, it can be used beyond cryptocurrencies. It yes. has. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yes. Uh, so right now we are living in centralized systems, and I always show this as a pyramid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because there is one uh, controlling uh, central controlling entity or authority on top with everything we do, whether this is a company that has a CEO or a country that has a president or a, a, a network of banks that has a central bank. Everything in our life, we live in centralized systems. Yeah, And the blockchain, that's where decentralization comes in, which I mentioned before. The blockchain supports decentralization. It's a flat peer-to-peer -peer network. Uh, there is no central authority. And this is good, but it's also challenging in other ways. Uh, when it comes to money, for example, right now, if I wanted to send you a dollar, I have no way of doing this directly unless I give you cash. Because whether I send it through the bank or Western Union or PayPal or via credit card, it goes through a central server of a third-party service provider. And that means it gets registered there. It means somebody has access to our data. And it, so it, they give us rules and restrictions that we have to follow. They charge us a fee for it. And it takes more time than if I would give it to you directly. Yeah. Um, especially if it's international payments. And 
this also means it's two transactions. It's not just one because if if I it's I'm not you to cash, me exactly, it's me to the third party and from them to you. So it's possible that I say I hey I sent you the money and you say well I didn't receive it, so I'm not going to send you the goods. That's possible because it got got lost at the central point in between. Now on the blockchain, you and me are directly connected. That means if I send you something, it's one transaction. Sending and receiving is the same thing. It means that it's much faster because there is no third party. It's much cheaper because there is no third party wanting a fee. And it's much more secure. Uh, why is it more secure? Because in these pyramid uh, <laughs> Uh, shapes. If if all the data are stored in one central location, that's much more vulnerable for attack. So if a hacker wanted to, yeah, they just need to hack this or attack this one point. The blockchain is a distributed database, uh, a distributed ledger, um, and the data are stored all over the world across all the participating com computers. So even you and me, we could, um, depending on how we use it, uh, we could have the blockchain, the whole blockchain <laughs> stored on our computers. So that is, of course, much uh, more difficult to, to attack because you would have to attack all the computers at the same time. Yeah. Oh, and just uh, just one last bit. So this is good in one on one hand because it gives the power back to the people. We are in control of our own money, our own action, everything. However, we are also responsible for our own data. Uh, so there is no help desk uh, in this world. There is no, <laughs> if we lose our password, you know, so your password is your money when it comes to bit, when it comes to the money part of the blockchain. Um, if we lose our passwords, we have lost access to our money. And if somebody else finds out our password, they have access to our money. Huh? On the other hand, nobody has access to our data. So this is with the view of a cashless society. Maybe you have heard this, that there's talk about a cashless society one day. I believe this will happen, but it's very different if it happens in our current centralized world where everybody will have access to our data or if it happens on the blockchain in the new decentralized world where we where the, the cashless society, when we have only digital money, um, it will be as private as cash but not if it happens in our centralized world. And that's very, very important. Gotcha. Now, if I understand correctly, that Bitcoin is just one of many, that there's Bitcoins, there's Litecoin, there's mm -hmm. Ethereum. So yeah. are they equivalent? And I know it's difficult to think about it this way, but is it synonymous to saying dollars and pounds and euros? Um, yes and no. Um, we could compare Bitcoin with Litecoin and Dash and uh, Monero and Zcash. <laughs> so there are many coins which aim to be currency. And we could say one is pounds, one is... So they all have... Um, Bitcoin is the original. Right now, it's not really um, suitable to be digital cash because it's uh, very it's too slow to like if you would be at Starbucks and pay with bitcoin it you would stand in the queue maybe for 2 hours or even 2 days <laughs> before your transaction went through uh, so of course that's not uh, you know you can't do that uh, and also it's very expensive 
at the moment. Um, I'm sure this Bitcoin was the first one. For me, it's like a, a lab, an experimentation lab, you know. Uh, so just because it's like that right now doesn't mean it's going to be like this forever. So, but of course, other uh, projects look at this. For example, Dash. Dash is a currency that I'm involved with. I actually work for the organization. And Dash stands for digital cash. And they have uh, tackled this exact problem. They want to be this currency that we can all use um, at the Starbucks and everywhere. Um, they are super fast and they are super cheap. And um, uh, and Litecoin and Zcash and the others, they are all currencies and they just ch changed um, small things to be, it's like they have a certain target group, you know, like we have many people in, doing the same kind of business, but for di different target groups. Some focus completely on privacy so that it's untraceable. Um, others think, well, the privacy that we have is enough for me, you know, so I'm happy with Bitcoin because Bitcoin is not 100% private at the moment, but it might be private enough for us. So, but when it comes to Ethereum and other projects, Ethereum doesn't end to be a currency. If Ethereum is a platform where other projects can build their blockchain apps on. So I always say there are currency coins and there are technology coins. Yeah, and and how we buy them doesn't make a difference. I just see some of them as well digital money and the others like shares of a company that you would buy. But in the end they are all called coins or tokens. So that's why for a beginner it's not easy to know the difference. <laughs> so when when we say when we hear that this company accepts cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. does that mean that that company accepts Dash, Bitcoin, Litecoin, any kind of coin or it's very no. specific to one currency? Um, yeah, and it's up to them. And it's also up to like, for example, with Dash, that's why we do a lot of outreach right now, because most people have only heard about Bitcoin. Yeah, but Bitcoin, as I said, is not suitable right now. And um, so we need to do a lot of outreach to make people aware of Dash, and that it's a much better solution um, uh, than than Bitcoin. Yeah. So when we're buying something from a company, this company, it's possible that they only accept Dash. Yeah. Or yeah. they only accept Litecoin like that. Exactly. Yeah. So some even there are already WordPress plugins right now. I don't know if you also have, a, you probably also have a WordPress website. Uh, yeah. So it's even for, for entrepreneurs like us internet who have international clients and international payments, uh, there are plugins already and you just tick all the boxes, which, uh, which uh, currencies you want to accept. Yeah. All right. So where do we, so you said when we buy, so when we buy a, a Dash coin or a Litecoin or whatever, mm -hmm. where do we buy? Uh, there are um, exchanges, um, yeah, platforms. Uh, I think the most famous one is called Coinbase, uh, which is international, I believe. Um, it's an American company, but they are also in Europe by now. And so I don't know where all your listeners are, but I believe Coinbase is one address where everyone in the world um, can go to. So when that initial buy transaction, is that with real money or not, you know, like traditional <laughs> money? <laughs> That's a real nice, uh, that can spark a real nice discussion. I What's know, real exactly. money? <laughs> That's why I told you, like, maybe let me rephrase that. But like that initial transaction, yeah. is it made yes. with traditional money? 
Yes, um, this is called Fiat money, by the way, which is like Fiat, the Itali Italian car, F-I-A-T. Um, that I encourage your listeners to Google the word word fiat and what that actually means. Um, and yes, so on Coinbase, I think Coinbase offers five or six uh, currencies like Litecoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dash, and maybe Ripple, I believe. And um, so you can buy this with dollars, euros, pounds. And then if you want to buy some of the other thousand coins, <laughs> you go to there are other uh, exchanges which are called crypto to crypto exchanges or altcoin exchanges. So every coin that's not Bitcoin is called altcoin, like an alternative uh, or an alteration of the Bitcoin blockchain because all of most of them are cloned actually from, from the Bitcoin blockchain. So and on those exchanges you pay with Bitcoin and not with uh, dollar. Yeah. So let's say that I am a newbie, so I go to the one of the exchanges and I buy my first sets or you know, then where where do I use it now or how can I use this uh Litecoin or Dash or Bitcoin? Um, so for Dash, for example, we, ha we have a website called discoverdash.com, which lists, it's a, it's a global map where all the businesses that accept Dash already uh, are being listed. Uh, for Bitcoin, that exists as well. I just don't know the name. I think it's CoinMap or something, but Google knows. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So um, there are places where we can find which companies now accept Yes. Uh, cryptocurrencies. Yes. Gotcha. So most people um, use it at the moment more as an investment, especially today. If you would buy today, it would be very good because the market just uh, crashed by like 50% or something. I was actually going to yes. ask you about that because, uh, you know, I woke up this morning excited to talk to you. And then I, one of the first thing I saw in the news is that the end of cryptocurrency. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, but then actually I saw an interesting um, viewpoint that mm. these are all market corrections. It's just like yeah. any, any, anything really there's yeah. market correction. Yeah. And that is something really um, that takes some practice uh, that, we have to emotionally detach from our money. First of all, if we are really newbies, I mean, one sentence that you will hear from everyone in the crypto space is don't invest more than you can afford to lose. <laughs> so, and that is really important, especially in the beginning, because I think a lot of people freaked out today or since yesterday. Um, and even in my group, I have people, oh, should I sell? Should I sell? No, you should not sell. <laughs> it will go up. And actually this, uh, what happened today, or I think it started yesterday, happens every year before Chinese New Year. Because, uh, which is very good to know, because I didn't know that either. Uh, but I'm going to mark my calendar for next year. <laughs> Because, Time to buy. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like everything's on discount. <laughs> and it happened just before Christmas also, which was maybe in the Western uh, part of the world. But right now, I believe that the largest uh, group of investors, crypto investors, is in Asia. So that's why they have such an impact. If they take money out from their profits to buy presents, um, just by the, by the sheer majority that they are, uh, it impacts the market here. Yeah. Hello, my friend. Just a brief note about Second Breaks, the parent website, and the company that hosts this podcast. 
Second Breaks is a career pivot design and strategy firm. Our mission is to help you thrive in your work and reach your highest potential. We do this through one-on-one projects and online workshops held throughout the year. We believe that in this fast-changing world, successfully navigating a career pivot is a must-have skill. But if you've never done it before, it can be frustrating, confusing, and anxiety-inducing. And because of this, so many people end up being stuck instead of pursuing what they want to do. And being stuck is the world problem that we've chosen to solve. Listen, you don't have to do it alone. We would love to be your partner in your pursuit of your highest potential. So visit us at secondbreaks.com, check out services and workshops, and explore how we can support you. So when you mentioned, um, you know, a lot of people are using it right now uh, as an investment. So should we be approaching uh, cryptocurrency investment the same way or maybe mindset wise that we would say invest in stocks and bonds? Is it like the same mindset that we would? So I can only tell you why I went in. Uh, I mentioned it before. Um, I wanted to find an alternative for my pension plan since I don't believe that I'm going to get a pension. So I could, I actually had invested in a hedge fund or I don't know, something that of course wasn't managed by me, but by some financial broker. And, um, and I did this the moment I got self-employed uh, in 2008 and it was supposed to be so much money by the time I'm 60. And I looked at this and it wasn't even like 10% there, you know, but it's, I'm a, th- I'm a third through on my way to my, <laughs> I mean, it was for 30 years and it's now 10 years later and it hasn't grown but by almost nothing. So I thought I need an alternative. Um, so this is why I invest. This is why I really, I, I, in a few years, when the world is ready, we will use this as currencies. I'm, I'm really convinced about that. But for now, I'm just trying to accumulate a lot. Um, yeah, as I don't know if you can compare this with, with stocks and bonds, because I have never invested in those before. But for me, it's my retirement plan. Yeah. And for that, it's also very important, something we haven't mentioned yet, because we mentioned how to buy it. But where to store it is also very, very important. Yeah, And you store it in so-called wallets. And um, so never store your money on these exchanges that you buy it. Yeah, Exchanges are to exchange and wallets are to store. So because at an exchange, you just log in with a password and email. Um, but what if that website disappears tomorrow? You have nowhere to log in and access to your money. Yeah. And when you have um, uh, wallets, which are just apps on the phone, or there are even hardware wallets, which are a little bit like USB sticks, so there are several options with more or less security, you have something called a private key, which is like an encrypted password, which only you know, which you shouldn't show anyone. <laughs> and this is where you um, keep your savings, basically. Yeah. So there, there is a little bit of a learning curve, ex- especially when it comes to remembering these passwords to these wallets. <laughs> well, I am actually, I'm going to ask you about, you know, sort of like for a newbie where to start. But before I ask that question, um, one other question I wanted to ask you, whether it's the blockchain technology or cryptocurrencies, 
you know, do they mm-hmm. have or what, if any, is the impact on the banking industry as a whole? I mean, does mm-hmm. is this does this mean it's the the end of the banking industry the way that we know it? I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, the banks are not happy about that. Um, the banks are very interested in blockchain technology because it does make things faster, cheaper, and more secure. They want that, of course, but they don't want us to have control over our own money. So that's because that's their business. Yeah, exactly. And I would also be scared if I had been in charge of this for hundreds of years. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the the this is really the battle between centralization and decentralization. Yeah. And we are all, I'm sure you know this from your own experience and with your clients as well. We are all craving self-direction and freedom. And decentralization gives that to us. It also gives us a lot of responsibility, as I said, but it really frees us from control, you know, So that's why, to me, this is much bigger than just a new kind of money or a new technology. This is a paradigm shift. This will bring a new age. Uh, not this is not the blockchain is not just a new kind of internet that's a little more secure than before. This is bigger than anything we've seen before, and and the old system will fight back, and they are already fighting back, and that's why we hear. That's why until recent until. Yeah, last year, whenever we heard about Bitcoin in the news, we only heard bad news. It was always about hackers and darknet and this and that. Then it crossed the, the $10,000 mark, and that's when everything changed. Suddenly, the, the news flipped a bit, and it was not all negative anymore. And suddenly, everybody got FOMO, and I want some Bitcoin. <laughs> Yeah, but but this year, I think, will be very, very volatile. I believe what happened today, like this drop, we will see a lot more of that. So, But ultimately, it will keep growing. I personally absolutely believe that. So, But for newbies, yeah, they should just brace themselves <laughs> if they do decide to get into Bitcoin, which I really would encourage everyone to do just a little bit, just so in case. So where should they start? What's the like? Where like for using me as an example, uh, and I want to dip my toes. Uh, yeah, where do I begin? Um, so there are two things. There's the what and the why, uh, the how and the why. The what we just discussed. <laughs> If you just, uh, I, you could just go to Coinbase and buy your first coins if you feel you're ready. Yeah, but I always believe it's super important for everyone to understand why they are doing that. Yeah, and in order to really know why, you have to know what happens if you don't do it, or what might happen if you just continue the way you're going right now. And I have a free email series on my website where I have like I don't know eight, nine, ten emails, which explain a little bit how our current money system works, about the inflation, um, how our money is becoming less and less and less in the bank. If if we keep our savings in the bank right now. It will become less worth over time. Most people don't understand that. Has to do with inflation. Has to do with negative inter- interest rates. Then the cashless society might come. So if that comes, we cannot even pick up our money, withdraw our money from the bank to save it from becoming less worth. 
Um, then there are lots of other things that um, are not so nice. It's, it's difficult to talk about because I don't want to create fear. But the, the nice thing is um, that there is a solution. And cryptocurrencies are that solution. And, uh, and everyone who has ever thought about investing has heard that we always should diversify. We shouldn't put all our eggs in one basket. But our current system right now is just one basket. Wherever we put it, it will be it's the same basket. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why for the first time in history, maybe we have a second basket right now. And if you listen a little bit to the news, Wall Street expert, everyone a little bit in money knows that the next financial crisis is around the corner and it's going to be bigger than the one in 2008. And if that happens, when that happens, cryptocurrencies will not be affected. That's why, to me, it's also a way to bring my money into safety, a little bit, you know. Uh, my goal when I first got into it was I just want to have the same amount of money in this system or in this basket as I have in this basket, because then I don't care which one wins. <laughs> it's all like hedging your bets kind of thing almost, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned that you have an email series. So where can people find you? Where can people sign up for that important, you know, information and follow yeah. you? Uh, so my website is anyaschutz.net. And I, yeah, it's anyaschutz.net and then slash CCC for Conscious Crypto Community. Yeah, there's the, the opt-in for the free email uh, series. Actually, I do wanted to ask you about that because I did see... CCC. So is that a community uh, that we can join like that? Um, not just like that. <laughs> that is my private uh, mentoring program. So I do basically one-on-one -on -one sessions with people. But I know that after this first session, people have so many questions. Um, and if they keep collecting, first of all, it's not nice to keep collecting the questions and wait for the next session and keep paying another session. So that's why I created this community where people just pay a one-time fee and they will be a member forever. And they can ask me all questions every day. It's Right now it's a Facebook group. Uh, it probably will move somewhere else <laughs> one day. But right now it's Facebook and I have a whole tutorial library, uh, how to buy on this exchange, how to buy on that exchange, which wallets, how to work this. And so every day I'm working on growing the library so that everyone has all the information they need whenever they need it. And then they uh, can ask me additional questions in the group. Um, so when when people work with you, do, do you coach them on how to invest or do you coach them on the like? the what is this all about? I coach them on the technical how-to. So because uh, so I don't tell them what to invest in because that would be financial advice and that would be unethical. So even though I work for Dash, I also can't tell people, buy Dash, buy Dash. <laughs> no, everyone, of course, I will always share, okay, Dash is like this. It's different from Bitcoin in this and that way. Like we just discussed about Ethereum, whatever. So... Um, so I can give information on that, but everyone needs to decide which coins they want to invest in, how much they want to invest in. So this is not something I uh, coach on. Um, but the how-to, yeah, which is the best exchange? How does it work? Some people book a session with me just to hold their hand and share screen and guide them through the first um, time of doing this because it, for some people it is scary. 
Some people, they just do self-study and they explore everything like I did. And other people, you know, everybody's different. So, uh, yeah. And in the group we discuss, like today, somebody got scared and asked, should I sell? You know, that's the group. That's what the group is for. And I said, no, this happens every year. <laughs> because, of course, I follow everyone. So I, I, I know many insiders. I know who to follow. I get the latest information. And then I can be the resource and the counselor <laughs> in, in my group because I love that. And I love being a resource for people. I mean, I made this my business now, but other people have lives. They have jobs. They have businesses. They don't have time to research all of that. So for them, it's much easier to just ask a question in a group. And then be uh, feel relaxed or have an answer that they need. And, yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, you know, Anya, this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for sharing Thank your you. expertise. I love talking about this. <laughs> um, you know, who knows? I'll I'll probably have you back in the show again sometime later as these things sort of like evolve and some other big thing happens. If you don't mind. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Yes, of course. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's it for today's episode of the Second Breaks Podcast. I hope you found that useful. We made a lot of references in today's episode, so you can find the show notes plus links to all those things that we referenced at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 35. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for the Pivot Essentials. You can download past episodes of this podcast and subscribe in Apple Podcasts or Google Play. And if you enjoyed what you heard, I appreciate your review and recommendation because it helps me reach career professionals looking to make a move and can benefit from this show. Simply go to secondbreaks.com forward slash review and that link will take you directly to iTunes where you can leave your feedback. I will be back next week with Lydia Lee, founder of Screw the Cubicle. If you're looking to one day leave your 9 to 5 corporate job and run your own business, you don't want to miss that episode. Till then, keep on making your debt, my friend. Cool beans. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. 